Welcome to the Sexy Biz Babe podcast. I'm your host, Tia Lin, a business empowerment coach and motivational speaker. This show is for the high achieving woman who wants it all. Each week, I walk you through how to own your power, generate consistent leads, attract clients, and close sales with ease and confidence. It's time to make money doing what you love. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Today, we have a really special guest, Juliana Garcia. She is all about marketing. And today, we're going to be talking about how she helps create a seductive message that entices the right type of clients into your world. So I'm really excited about this. This goes along with the sexy biz babe. So here she is. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. It's so good to be here. And yes, just like Tia said, I am a marketing consultant and I help um, service-based entrepreneurs really hone in on creating a really seductive message so that they can attract the right type of clients. And the focus is in attracting premium clients because those are the clients that my clients want. <laughs> so I don't really focus on anything that's like low ticket offers or memberships or how to like build your business on low ticket offers. Um, I focus on premium clients and what is the message that really speaks to that kind of client. Awesome. I love that. That's also a lot of what I do. Um, you've been in the business world for a while though. How long have you been in this business coaching? Um, so five years, I started my business coaching, uh, actually 2013 is when I started my first business. It was actually a, um, software company that I started and that's the first business that I had and I built it from scratch and then uh, I ended up moving into marketing because that's what I studied my whole life. I've been like marketing has always been my thing. I went to school for marketing. I had a marketing corporate job. I've been in sales. Like marketing and sales have always been my life. Like I haven't changed like niches or anything. So after I did my first um, my business, then I transitioned into doing marketing um, for entrepreneurs. And I was behind some of the biggest uh, six figure launches. Um, I managed one of Tony Robbins' uh, partners' launch for their business, like a, similar to Business Mastery. And I was basically doing a lot of like really masculine kind of ways of doing marketing, mm. like lots of webinars, ads. So I would manage a team of people. And to a certain point, it just kind of got tiring and exhausting because it just wasn't the marketing that I really felt um, was in alignment with me. So there I was kind of like working with like amazing people in the coaching space, doing their launches. But I was just like, oh, my soul was just, it was just not in alignment. And I knew that there had to be a different way to attract people because to attract people, because it just sounded so forceful. Um, That's how I evolved into my current business, which is soulful marketing, um, which is something that I've been doing for the last five years. And, um, that is essentially how this seductive messaging started because it's all about like creating that connection where people are desiring you instead of you pushing them into an action. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm all about that. That's so funny. We have a very similar yet very different way. So, I also was in marketing for like seven years working for corporate and I also felt the same way. And I was just like, grind, 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 grind. And I just couldn't keep up with it and it didn't feel good to me anymore. So that is so awesome. So what helped you switch like your tactics? How was that switch for you? Um, I mean, I remember when I was working this, well, number one, I got sick. I got adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. 
and that forced me to, to slow down. That was in 2015. I got adrenal fatigue that forced me to slow down and just, I, I couldn't take a day off because I was managing like three launches at the time. It was a lot of work. So yes, I was good. I've always, you know, been good at what I do. And I was, I, I know a lot about digital marketing, but it was at the cost of my health and at the cost of my happiness. And my body like drove me to slow down and reconsider my options. So it was kind of like a forceful move, like transition. It wasn't like one day I just decided that it was all going to change. Uh, no, it was not pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, that and- seems to happen with a lot of people though. That happened to me before I got laid off when I didn't like a job or I got sick. I broke my leg when I was grinding too hard. But it's, it's sometimes like you got to really value your health. Otherwise the universe is going to kick you out. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so that's kind of like the, the turning point for me. I just really knew that there was something missing and that I, I, it was my journey to discover uh, my truth. This is why you see here that I'm all about exposing your truth. <laughs> um, because I believe that that is what was missing for me. Like I was hiding behind this identity of, oh, I like help big names with their launches. And I'm like, you know, I feel really smart and really good. But then for then after that, I was just like, no, this is not me. I don't do marketing this way. And so for other people, it may be just they feel out of alignment with their job or whatever it is that they're doing. But for me, the way that I was operating did not feel in alignment anymore. And I noticed that I was hiding behind that identity and I wasn't really showing who I, my truth, you know, who I was. Um, And so that really started the shift for me. Um, I started creating a personal brand based on my experiences and really sharing with people the layers of who I really am and my vulnerabilities. And then also obviously also my expertise because you need both. You can't just be vulnerable online. Like, has to be um, backed by by your expertise um, and your results, and so I started creating a brand that was a, that that attracted people to my essence, to my true essence. Um, awesome. So I developed after a while um, this methodology where I got my clients um, to uncover their their own unique message and strategically speak to the right um, clients that they desire. Um, and some of my clients are getting amazing results. Like one of my clients just had a $100,000 a month and we only started working together in November last year. And it's all because we locked in the messaging. The messaging yeah. is so important. Because when that clicks, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I know exactly what I want to do. Like it just, it all kind of falls into place. But if you're trying to, you know, attract too many, this is like part of like the art of seduction, right? Yeah. Starts with number one, you feeling grounded in your own value and not feeling like needy, right? Or doubting your own value. And like, that's the step that most people miss. They don't get grounded in their value first, and then they start looking on the, on the outside, like what everybody else is doing, or, um, you start doubting yourself. So first you got to get yeah. really grounded in your value. Like you would. So if you- how do you kind of get grounded in your value to tell my audience? Like yeah. what does that mean how, what's maybe a couple tips on like really grounding mm-hmm. that grounded, getting grounded in your value. It starts with you. I mean, there's a couple of ways to do it. I'm just going to give you a really practical step. So think about the people that you have worked with in the past, okay? And think about what would have happened if they never worked with you. That is a great one. Yep, make a list. Make a list, you guys. This could be a little homework. (laughs) Yeah, where would they be? Where would they be, right? And really get clear on what are the possibilities of people who are out there in the world right now 
who are not getting your help. Right. And understand that they are so they're craving support so much. And the first step is for you to believe that the value that you can bring into their lives will be transformational. The easiest way to do that is look at the evidence that you have around you that you have been able to help people, whether it's one or whether it's a thousand doesn't matter. But it's getting grounded in your own value and getting sold on the idea that you can help. Like, why does your program why, why are you so lit up about your program or whatever it is that you're offering? Like, what is the mission that you're here to accomplish? And like, what makes you come alive? And giving that more weight than the doubt, the doubt that yes, yes. the doubt, you know? So it, it needs all just rewiring your brain into believing that what is over here where you want to believe like your program is epic and in your own, in your own value weighs more than everything else. But we're just not wired like that as human beings. Right. And so it's important that we just shift our focus and like every single day to make sure that we're selling ourselves on our own value, because if we can't sell ourselves in our, in our own value, it's going to be very difficult to enroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In your programs. Yeah. I actually told my client that same thing yesterday. I was like, okay, what if they don't work with you? What happens? And she wrote a whole long thing. And you have to understand that when you're coming from selling, because I know a lot of people struggle with selling. They're like, oh, I don't want to be pushy or sleazy or salesy. But if you really understand the value, you won't feel like that because you know you're offering them something that they're going to miss out on if they don't hire you. So that's super like try and ingrain that in your brain (laughs) to my audience. Um, What is a seductive message that you, like, what does that mean to you to attract your clients to you? So the art of a seductive message is it has, it has different layers, right? Because just, I want you to think about it from like the, uh, the point of view of when you're like, when you're wanting to seduce someone or when you are being seduced, maybe just think about that, whether it was one way or the other, you don't come to people being like the first few steps, right? When you first meet somebody, you don't come to people as a hot mess being like in your bun or like just hair up and like your pajamas. I haven't showered in three days. And like, I want to tell you all my problems. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, that's definitely not seductive. <laughs> not sexy. Right. Imagine if a guy did that. Imagine if a guy was just like, Oh my God. Like I am, I don't know. I came out as a hot mess, just spilling all the beans on all the things. You're like, I need you. I need you. I need some love. (laughs) Nobody likes anyone who's needy. Nobody likes that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what's important is that you understand that if you are wanting to attract a premium client, okay, then, I mean, this is, this is part of, we're kind of hopping ahead a couple of times, but because we have to understand like what your ideal client wants first, right? And what, what that means to them. But let's just say that we already know that. What the message is, it has to be enticing enough for them to feel like you're interesting, for them to see you as someone who is, oh, I'm curious about this person. Oh, they're asking the right questions. They're telling me the right things that I need to know. Because that is exactly what happens when you meet somebody that you feel attracted to, right? You're like, oh, they're just giving me the right amount of all the elements. But if they just push one too much, then you just kind of lose it. Like you lose the, the attraction, right? Yeah, it's like, it's like 
it kind of puts you off when they sell too much maybe, or what are some of those things that like that push people off? You think? Well, I think the main things that push people away is low status, right? Like you don't want people like the, uh, the perception that you're not showing up as high status. So what that, what I mean by that is like sharing, oversharing online, oversharing is an easy way to kill your conversions. That's the easiest way. And, uh, and I talk a lot about exposing your truth and elegant vulnerability. That is so, so, so important because yes, you want to be authentic online and also you don't want to lose your credibility, right? So there is a dance we need to dance if we want to attract clients that see us as number one, the experts in what we do, but also as a place for them to feel safe and be able to trust that we're going to hold space for them. Like it has yeah. to be both. Yeah, like you're not just a mess. Like you're sharing something, but you're not like breaking down over here and being a mess so you can actually help them as well. (laughs) Right. Well, and the reason for that is because that is actually not your truth. Like if you really think about it, our truth is that we are whole and complete. Our truth is that we always know. Our Mm -hmm. truth is that we get to stand in our power. Like that is our ultimate, most pure and authentic divine truth. That is Mm -hmm. it. When we are in our wound... When we forget, when we're in the forgetting, that's what I call the forgetting. Like we're either in in remembering or we're in forgetting. Like remembering our power, remembering our truth, remembering our value, or in the forgetting, which is like, I don't know if I can, I'm the victim of this situation, and this happened to me, and all of that, that just creates, that, that. that's not our truth. That's not actually who we are. That is part, that is part of us that believes that. But if we're really standing our truth, we are not those things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's important to find the balance in sharing, like, how can I share this with power? How can yeah. I feel up to my audience being in my power? And how can I share things that are going to seduce them to come and to see me as somebody who is safe for them to share with me and who can actually help them? So that is yeah. the easiest way to shift to, like, improve your, your conversions. If you are showing up online and if you're, like, sh- sharing everything and you're still not converting – Look at the quality of content that you're creating. And if you shift that, like literally you just make that shift. If you come from a place of power versus a place of victimhood, people are going to start seeing you differently. It takes a while to kind of come back. Yeah. That, what are, what's maybe like an example? I'm trying to think because examples is what I really, really help with. Like people, they, they hear it, but then they're like, okay, but what do you mean by that? So do you have any examples of this? Maybe like... Yeah, like what kind of language you want to use in order to attract the right people. I have a perfect example. So if you are creating a a marketing message, for example, a Facebook post, and imagine the difference between these two posts when you're like, are you tired of being always stuck in in a rut and you feel like there's no way out and you're broke, nothing ever works for you, uh, but you really want something that can finally help you um, quickly disappear all your worries. Like that's one marketing message, right? Mm-hmm. The type of message that, that that is going to attract, the type of people that is going to attract is people who are broke, yep. who, are who are not motivated, who probably yep. have a lot of programs before that have not worked with for them. Because looking for a savior. And because, exactly, and they're looking for a savior, right? So mm-hmm. just a simple, right? Just a simple example versus if you create a marketing message that uses empowering language and seductive language. Yeah. That means, hey, I get it. You are a go-getter. You are an empowered woman. 
and you know you're destined for a future like you know you've always been destined for like an amazing life and right now you're looking to up level in this specific area because you know that you have so much yeah. there's so much more for you to uh, to uncover for example right depending on what you're selling that is just a you're going to attract a different person because this message is a speaking to people who are disempowered this message yeah. Who are empowered and oftentimes when we tell our stories we're like oh my god I just need to tell you the truth and I hate this and I hate that is speaking to people who are in victimhood right yes people who take radical responsibility in their vulnerable shares they attract high quality clients because they're like oh my gosh I resonate with that if you're not taking personal responsibility a high quality client is not going to come to you they're just going to be yeah like, Right. And then a part of that is like saying some of the language that they want the next level or leaders or what I tell my clients is like using words like they want a podcast or they want high ticket clients or I'm trying to think of another word, something that speaks to them, not just what speaks to everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's just the easiest way is to really understand like what does, that's why we were jumping ahead a little bit when we were talking about the messaging, because the first thing that you really want to understand is like, who is my person, right? Who is mm -hmm. the person? Not that I think I want, not that like, I think I can get. Yes. Yes. That I actually want. There's mm -hmm. a huge distinction on that. One of my clients actually came to me and he was helping coaches. He's a sales coach, the one that just had the $100,000 a month. And he was serving coaches that for some reason were just not completing their payments and not and just like money problems all the time. And we address his belief that he's like, well, I just don't think that I can help people who are more successful than me. I was oh, like, ah, all right. Yep. yep. So we talked about that. We talked about what that shifted, like what needed to shift in order for, he, for him to see that differently. And then who would he actually want in, in his world? Like what would be the person that he would dream of supporting? And he was people with X amount of success or this type of problems, not these other type of lower problems over here. So we created a message that enticed those people. And, but we also locked in his belief in his own value, right? Yeah. And yep. That is when everything starts clicking, right? That's when then the content becomes easy. That's when everything just kind of starts clicking because you're so clear that you're giving yourself permission to actually serve the person that you want, not just what you think you can get. And so yeah. that's the distinction right there. And it's just switching the message because if you're putting the content for those disempowered people, you're going to attract them. If you're putting the powerful content, you're going to attract those people. And trying to get that into their brain for sometimes is hard and believing the value. My client yesterday was like, I just don't know if my clients are, or the people in my group are ready or I haven't, I haven't like uh, been here long enough. I'm like, well, right now you're speaking to the disempowered people. Now that you say that, and you just need to speak to the other people and they'll come out, they'll come out to you because they noticed the messaging. And like, it's, it's sometimes hard for them to think that it's just a, simple shift yeah 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 exactly yeah because i mean the questions that come up is like well what if they don't come to me what if where are they where are mm -hmm. the impact people where are those clients i don't have them in my network i don't you know so those are all beliefs that get to be changed and shifted um because like you don't you don't need to then build a new audience with like a hundred thousand people you can have the same audience with a couple of people that are ready to step up and you start with those and then you continue building. Mm -hmm. But it's just about, here's the thing is like, 
part of like the art of seduction is consistency and is being able to show up because imagine you're not attracted to somebody who's like in one day and doesn't message you for like three days and then comes back and he's like, Ooh, Hey, like, do you want to get together again? Or do you, you lose attraction, right? Like you lose attraction yeah. you guys kind of in and out. So yeah. that's why it's so important. If you want your income to be consistent, that you create a consistent message that is aligned with the type of client that you want to attract and that you should, but if you do it literally, if you do it for 90 days straight, you are going to be, you're going to find the people that are the selective ones that are going to want to work with you. But the problem is like a lot of people don't have the patience. Right. And they're like, I posted for seven days straight is not working. (laughs) Yep. It's that consistency. Keep pursuing and yeah. Keep the same messaging. I really love that. And uh, they do. They're like, well, where are they? They're not coming. All these other little stragglers are coming and you, yeah, got to stay consistent. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So what's helped you to stay consistent in your lead generation and finding those clients and getting clients consistently? I know that's like one of the worst problems that coaches have. Yeah. So for me, um, there were two things that really helped me. Number one was when I started showing up hundred percent exposing my own truth and like being really the real me and sharing with people my stories and within my stories, sharing valuable lessons that were insightful because that's what makes content really potent um, is when you're not just sharing your story and just kind of spilling the beans on random things, but when you're taking your story to prove, to showcase a point that is valuable for your ideal clients. And so for me, what's happened is that my content is so magnetic and it's so it's seductive and it's, it's interesting because I'm always giving people insights. So that's a really important point and people want to come back for more. And so they continue reading my content. And so my content, like my content performs really, really, really well. And it keeps bringing me leads consistently because I'm showing up consistently, number one, but I'm also sharing stories that are vulnerable, but are giving people an insight. So are they insightful? And so that there's an art to be able to do that. But once you understand your ideal client so deeply, you can create any story or you can think of any story that you have and tie it back for your ideal client. Like it's so, it becomes easy. I think the problem is that people don't have the clarity around their ideal client really. Um, and so they're like, should I say this? Should I say that? I tell this or that. And so it's just a little bit this like all over the place. So what's helped me is be able to get really congruent in my messaging and know exactly what is it, the thing that speaks to my ideal client and consistently show up creating stories, sharing my own story that is insightful. And then Um, trying to help solve their problems in that, but knowing who you speak to. I love that. And people, when they, they keep changing it, then, then your clients are confused too. They're like, wait, but does she help with this? Wait, does she help with this? And that's why you're not making sales is because people are confused. Yes, exactly. Yes. A hundred percent. I have never changed niches. Like, I don't know, or niches, however you want to say it. And it's not that it's a bad thing to, to change if you want to. What I do believe is that uh, we are not, we are wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And we always want to look for pleasure. We always going to be like, oh, this didn't work. Maybe this will work. Maybe this will work. Maybe this will work. Because what's hard is staying consistent with one thing and restrain your focus to one thing. But that is actually what gets you the results. Mm-hmm. The focus into, mm-hmm. into what you want. And 
if you give yourself enough time to test something and if it's still like, if it's completely out of alignment, then once you really have given it a good go, like for a certain period of time, like I say to people, like focus on something for six months and go all in. And if that doesn't feel good, if it doesn't, if it's completely out of alignment or if it's not bringing you the results, then you can actually shift, but don't shift just because you don't like, you, you think that there's like scarcity, like, because the reason is like the scarcity reason of like, Oh, I just don't think I can. Or, Oh, I just don't think that there's enough people. That's there's always, you can, you always can. And there's always enough people. Mm -hmm. It's just, are you going, are you really going all in? Like, that's the thing that I always give people. So it's important that we shift. I think if we're giving it like a really, we're really giving it all in instead of kind of just shifting from one thing to another, because then we just don't make any progress. Yeah. And my own experience, I know for people, for other people it's different, but that's just been my own experience. Yeah. For me, I'm all about what I'm most passionate about because if I lose focus or lose my joy around a specific client, I'm like, I need to hit the next level. So it's changing around what I'm passionate about. And I feel like just like exposing your truth, that's how I get clients is when I'm speaking my truth and attracting the right clients. But for me, I've grown over time and shifted my business with my passion and my passion has grown. So I don't know. Do you have a tip for that? Um, my passion has grown and my, my clients have grown as higher level leaders. And so I've, you know, changed my marketing on that. But then now I'm like bringing the sexy, fierce, feminine fire into my coaching, but I want to still work with clients. So I'm, that's actually a question I have for you. Like, how would you tie those in? Because I love the one-on-one coaching for those high level leaders, but I do want to bring in that feminine fire and like helping women own their power. Yeah. And so where do you feel like it's like, you're not able to do both? Like, or how do you feel like what's missing for you? What's the missing link? I guess like business and then feminine fire is like dancing and confidence and sexiness. So I guess somehow combining those together. (laughs) Yeah. Are you doing it now? How are you? you I guess I've tried to separate them and I'm like, I want to bring up together because I love both of it. And the clients I have now actually love that about me. They're like, I love that you're sexy and pole dancing and you speak about empowerment, empowerment, women's empowerment. And so I'm like, okay, I just need to like squish it together. Cause I tried to do it separately where I was like, Oh, I'm going to do a feminine fire workshop where it's not as much about business. And that I didn't like that. Yeah, because it was attracting people who didn't have confidence and that's not I wanted the leaders who didn't have the fire and the confidence in their business so it's like so what I would recommend is that you look at how can you create your own unique methodology or your your own unique um process where that becomes an essential part of getting the results in your business yeah, yeah. I'm not so gonna like, like, think why about use part of that. And of course, I mean, if your clients like that, or if your clients are craving that too, then obviously, and you're saying that they are so perfect. So how can you then infuse some of that in your own methodology that you take your clients through? And you can, if, when you create your own methodology or your own way of doing things, you can guide people through whether it's one-on-one or whether it's in a group program. And that's something that I help my clients do. Like, what is the unique process or the unique method or unique flavor that your brand has and that people can trust 
that I'm like, oh, I can see the path. I know that you're going to help me with these three key areas. I don't know. It doesn't matter the order. It doesn't matter this or that or the number of steps. It's just for them to see that there is like a body of work that they can plug their energy into that is going to give them what they need, you know, and that they're going to source energy from that instead of having to source energy from only from you, you know, which I think is the next level of a lot of leaders. They're like, oh my gosh, people, I have like all these clients and they're like sourcing energy from me. And I feel like I'm the CEO of five different companies. And that is because you need to unplug all of that energy from you and plug it back into the body of work that you, that's why it's so important to create. It's kind of like a part of your business that people can like plug into and you give your energy to that. You put all your knowledge into that methodology and that just, that just takes a life of its own so that it's not just limited to you, but it's unlimited to as many people as can plug into the energy of the body. Yeah. I love that. That makes me think of uh, at the beginning of my business, I felt like I was like trying to help them too much. And some of them I would attract stragglers or like I had to like help them with mindset a little too much and not the business. So I just, I love that because you don't want to feel like that in a coaching business. You don't want to feel like you're doing their work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just, it all comes back to your own energetic boundaries. Like I am, I, I only attract people who are action takers because I just, that's just what I'm available for because it all comes from like that belief, like, can, can, well, can I attract clients who get results? Right. And if in the back of your mind, you don't think you can, you are going to attract people who are going to be needy. Right. Yep. And so like, yep. it's actually art of attract, like creating a messaging that speaks to like high quality, like that creates a different level of status in their mind as the, the quality of support that they're going to get. Right. If you're like, if you want your hand to be held the entire time, message me. Well, yeah. It's going to happen. You know, it's like, yep. It's actually very simple. Yeah. And it's just those shifts, like you said, that energetic shift too. If you don't believe that you can get them results, then you're going to attract people that don't get results. And I went through that in my business a little bit. And I was like, what is wrong? And it was like me, I needed to shift that. So I love that so much. It's so true. And these, these, this work, even the one that you brought up earlier is important to like write it down and do it. I know it's all about implementation. It's all about really taking action on this stuff. Mm -hmm. Not just listening, but doing it. (laughs) So what has helped you the most in consistent client generation? Do you use Facebook, Instagram? Like what do you use the most? Um, So I think number one, the, the biggest thing for me has been deliver an epic result, deliver an epic experience for people because then they refer you to a bunch of people, but that's like step one that helps your business. If relying on referrals, it's good, but it's not scalable. <laughs> so it's a good thing, but that it also keeps like a steady foundation of always being able to attract clients because you're doing like you're delivering an epic experience. So that's been really important. The second thing is for me, I build my entire personal brand on Facebook. And so it has been about really exposing my truth sharing with people my expertise and being really educational uh, and of service. Like I'm always thinking when I create my content, am I being helpful? Is this helpful to my people? Is this serving anyone else other than just me? And, and then I just shift my mindset and then I write from that place because it's about helping people 
trust me and know that I get what they need. You know, I understand what they're, what they need. So creating content consistently on Facebook has really helped me. And then redistributing that on Instagram. I've had clients that come from Instagram, but I think my Facebook for me has been the biggest, the biggest, um, generator. Um, and I just keep my strategy really simple. Like I have a, uh, what I call like the perfect appointment funnel, <laughs> which is something that I help my clients with. Nice. Just how to take clients from, you know, being a lurker to actually being a paid client without mm-hmm. any complicated funnels. And so yeah. So have you done paid ads and stuff? Yeah. I, done, I mean, all I knew, but what from back in my days of doing launches was paid ads. I like that was all I knew. And so I have implemented paid ads, but it just wasn't how I wanted to create scalability in my business because I was hiding when I was doing the ads. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to post on my personal page. I don't want anyone to know anything about me. I want to keep that separate. And I had to do so much work to get over my fears of showing my truth online and just like getting started and that happened like you know that was three years ago and then when I did it it was just like magnetic yeah and people just started noticing so I did the expose your truth challenge which is actually um you can you guys can get it is a 45 page pdf that gives you prompts every single day for 30 days where you literally expose your truth online and you do it with elegant vulnerability so you do I it love in- that that's not going to kill your positioning. So I did that on my own. It was just like a download from the universe. And that really created a lot of magnetism. I tripled my audience within 30 days. I signed $15,000 clients. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, So that really started kind of like the the effect of this snowball effect for for me to consistently create content and my um, for me to build my audience so that's those have been like my main uh, my main um sources of, of lead generation i'm not doing paid ads right now because i don't really need to uh, but it's something that i know that as i launch my new group program is going to be for my next year awesome so where can they find that that um expose your truth yeah, so you guys can go to julianagarcia.com forward slash exposed. So exposed with a D at the end, exposed. Um, okay, and I'm all about vulnerability. So how did you get out of this? Like I have to be perfect and um, be able to share your truth. And then also why it was worth it for getting clients because I have, I know I have listeners that they're like, Oh, cause I'm very vulnerable online. And they're like, Oh, but I can't do that. Or I don't know, like that's not business or I don't know. They just don't believe that it's helpful or I don't know. What would you tell to th- those people? Um, well, I think that it, it depends. Here's the thing. This is what it says on my website, and I'm just going to repeat it over again, you guys, because this is so important. If you go to my website, you'll see this, but people are not buying from perfection anymore. That is that is like old news, old news. Yep. Now, ads and, and launches, that was the way. This was four years ago. But yep. now people want to connect with brands that actually are showing more of their truth. And this is like... there's absolutely no way in changing that. So this is real when people are, people are buying from brands that they actually connect with. Now you have, there is, as I was saying before, it's important that you use elegant vulnerability to share so that you're not 
over like, you know, kind of shooting yourself in the foot and then just oversharing things that are actually not required for your brand, um, for your brand positioning. That's it. So there is a balance in understanding. And the easiest way to do that is just understand, am I coming from a place of power or do I just feel like I just want to tell the world something? Ah, yes. That's a good way to differentiate it. Because Mm -hmm. that it's no longer, it's just like like an emotional response to a desire to be heard. Right. And it's just feeling, oh, I don't feel hurt. I don't feel hurt. I don't feel hurt. I want to be hurt. I want people to see this, that this is not fair. This is unjust or whatever it is that the emotion is coming up and just know where that emotion is coming from. So just like check yourself. Am I coming from a place of power? Is it because I need to be heard? I need to say that. Or am I coming from a place of, well, am I coming from a place of neediness or am I coming from a place of power where I can share powerfully a lesson that this is giving me? Yeah. Yes. I love that. Because it's easier just to be like, Oh, just tell you everything. Here's my shit. (laughs) Just, is that, is that going to, is that going to attract your ideal clients? Like you just want to make sure that you also have that balance. Right. So what I would say to somebody who is a little bit hesitant is truth is truth sells more than anything else. Your truth sells more than anything else. Right. And so it's important that you get comfortable with sharing yourself with your people because it t- it's actually takes more effort to hide. It takes more effort to, to hide. Like, I don't want to say anything about me. It's just because you're you. Like if you're really, you know, your power and all your truth, you, you, you just got to let yourself be you. So it's important yeah. that you get comfortable with having a business where you get to be you. And yes, there's going to be maybe sometimes when people are going to have some, some opinions about it. Yes, there's going to be some times where people are going to say, oh my gosh, you're crazy or whatever. And welcome to the world of entrepreneurship. Yep, yep. Like it is part of it. You are resilient enough to overcome anything because people's opinions do not kill you. And it's just your own opinion that is holding you back from actually taking the action. Yeah, and also whether you're going to be pretend to be someone else or you're going to be yourself, you're going to have haters no matter what. Yeah. If you're putting on this facade, there is still going to be haters. And then if you're like all out you, great. So what would you rather be? The fake person getting haters or the real you getting haters? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not going to, there's always, you're not going to please everybody ever. No, no. no. So I think that is fabulous. I love that, how you broke that down. Oh, one last question was, how did that change in your business when you were just being, you know, like not expo, not exposing your truth, not it's, it was more just the brand and the message and the Facebook ads versus when you have clients, when you're exposing your truth and you're more vulnerable, did you notice like a change? I mean, I, I just started getting the right type of clients. <laughs> so like that was huge, you know, cause I was continuing to work with people who, that I didn't want to work with, like in 2015. I was working with clients that were coming to me for more launches and more ads and more things that I did not want to do. And I was out of alignment. I was not being real with myself. And then when I decided to step all in and expose my truth, number one, I started attracting the right clients, but I started also helping people be more bold online to inspiring other people, which is sure that's not clients right now, but I know that those people have been following me for a while and have become clients later on. So you start just nurturing your truth has so much impact that, and now I honestly wake up every day 
and I just feel like I'm living full out. Like I'm not, yes. behind, you know, it just, it's a different sensation. I don't feel like the discomfort is different. There's still discomfort, but it's not the discomfort of like, I'm not living my best life. I'm not stepping in my truth. Why am I not doing this? Like that was kind of like the, the talk before. Now it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to say this and it's going to be scary. Oh my gosh, I don't know how it's going to say. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to, but I do it. And then I go to bed and I just tell myself, girl, you asked today I'm so proud of you yes I love that it's just a different sense of discomfort yeah it's a little uncomfortable and I yeah. don't want you guys to think that it's not uncomfortable because a lot of people are like you should all feel easy and effortless and there's no, no discomfort. look bullshit okay I'm gonna yep. go bullshit. I actually talk about this in my group I have an entire series where I expose the truth on what it takes to build a multiple six-figure business online and I interview a bunch of my friends um who are huge six-figure brands and seven-figure brands and we talk about the real stuff and they all say the same thing it's not that the discomfort goes away it's just that it's a different level a higher level of discomfort you still let's just say you still have money problems but you just have different money problems you're like oh my gosh i have to pay this much for taxes oh my gosh i have to hire this much for the team oh my gosh i have like i have to meet payroll okay just different problems. So if you're an entrepreneurship or you started your business because you think it was going to be easier than a nine to five, I actually think that's not, not. not. a lot of people could actually have a better life if they just do a nine to five, happier, less, less, all the things, you know, but for us who are, who cannot fathom like just being in a job like there's no other way than to expose our truth there's no other way than just living boldly in our own power and deciding that that is the way that we're going to attract clients and then learning how we can leverage our own like the most important resource in the world for ourselves which is us right like our brand our own voice our own message that is what we need to leverage more of and that's going to feel uncomfortable that's it. Yes. And it's, it's so uncomfortable at first. Each, each post that I'm the most afraid of, I came out with a bisexual post just barely. That was one of the, I was like, what is the most scary thing I can do right now that I, I do what I wanted to share. I wanted to help promote acceptance and something that's not talked about. So it wasn't like, Oh, like I have to do this because I'm scared. It was like, what's the message behind this? It's, this is me. And I'm sharing because I want to help other people not feel weird or alone. And so those, those posts feel powerful when I let my true self out. Like, and then I get the most noise from all of those scary posts that are more powerful. And it it is a good feeling because a lot of people sometimes message me and they're like, Oh, I am too. Or I have this one story that someone from Nigeria was like, I have those feelings too. And they're illegal. Mm. And it, it made her feel like she wasn't alone, even though she can't act on them. She was talking to me and it like touched my heart, even though I, you know, I shared something that was very scary for me. Right. right. (laughs) It's so beautiful. And now who knows what the ripple effect of that post is going to be. Yeah. It's so beautiful. So yeah. So it pays off in so many ways. It pays off in so many ways. And it, it is scary. Like, the people who are in my group who are doing the 30-day Expose Your Truth Challenge, like, I just get the met, the most amazing messages saying, like, this is so liberating. Like, it is, a, like, a spiritual journey to really let yourself be seen. 
it's a yeah. spiritual journey. It's not just like writing content. Like there is like so much discovery and so much forgiveness because as you think about the stories that you want to share with your people, you, and you, if you want to come from a place of power, you can be sharing from a victimhood lens. Mm-mm. So you are forced to look at how did this help me? Yep. What is the wisdom that I can share with my audience here? Mm-hmm. And that is what creates epic content, but that is like yeah. a human experience. And then there is a magnetic. It's just so amazing. That's it why I love, like, I love, I love, 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 love that challenge. It changed my life. It's changing people's lives in there. So if you guys want to join, definitely you can do it at your own pace. But even if you don't, have the courage to step up and really speak your own truth because that is what creates magnetism. That is, seduction. that is what creates the most seductive message that you can possibly create. It is just like Brene Brown vulnerability and my most vulnerable post. Oh my gosh. I've talked about this in some of my podcasts, but I just got to tell you it brought me and my dad together and it helped healing with me and my mom from a post. I was so scared to share about and it literally changed my life and it brought a $10,000 client into my life as well. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like an all in one, like once you're doing this and you're fully you and your brand and you're loving your life, it's just it all, it's all encompassing. <laughs> Amen. Uh, this was amazing. I loved having you on. I loved the seductive messages and this is so amazing. So is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? No, that's all. I think if you guys want to learn how to expose your truth, if you want an easy way to get like your feet wet, or if you want to take your content to the next level and really go all in, definitely get my Expose Your Truth Challenge at julianagarcia.com forward slash exposed. You can download it, join my group. I give you support in there. There's so many other people doing it and amazing things are going on in there. So definitely is my gift to you and to the world. It changed my life. And people are saying that they can't believe that that's not a paid program, but I'm going to keep it. I think I might turn it into a paid program. I don't know. But for now it's free. So until I turn into a paid program, you guys can get it for free. It's amazing. So that's yes. I want to break yourself open. And I'm, you know what? I'm going to join too. This sounds great. I'm going to join in on the noise and the fun, share some truth. And thank you so much for being on my podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This episode is brought to you by my brand new group coaching program. You get access to me with a group of coaches on how to become a purpose-driven high-ticket coach. So go check the link in the bio, and I'm so excited to share this new program where you get all access to me but with a lower price. So go check it out and have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, review, and share with your fellow biz babes. I'd love to hear your thoughts, takeaways, and questions. So leave me a review on iTunes. And until next time, I'll see you at the top. It's up to you to level up.